Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. Once again, I just want to thank each and every single one of you for tuning in. I always read the reviews. I'm always looking at the ratings and I'm just so humbled and so thankful for everybody and all my new listeners. The last episode got so much feedback and I love listening to the way that it helped you guys and that it resonated. So again, thank you guys so much. So today I just want to jump into this episode because I think that this episode is really going to resonate with a lot of people. I want to talk about burnout. And I think that burnout, we all think about it as just being completely exhausted, not being able to do anything. And of course, there is that side of burnout, but there's so many other symptoms and steps that lead up to that point. And I think a lot of people think that as young individuals or as younger individuals that were not susceptible to burnout. And I was one of those people. I did not think that I could get burned out. I didn't recognize the symptoms that I was burned out. It's kind of like this mindset of I have to juggle it all. And I've really, really had a difficult time not doing it all. It's like, I ha- I don't know how to turn it off between being a mom, being an entrepreneur, running a business, doing a podcast, still working a nine to five, still trying to find time for myself, still trying to find time for the relationships that are in my life. It's really hard for me to slow down. And when I tell you it's a struggle, I almost do not know how to slow down. I struggle with sleep. That is a huge, huge difficult point in my life. And I'm going to definitely do another podcast episode on sleep because I know if I struggle with it, there's got to be other people out there that struggle with it just as bad as I do. But today I do want to focus on burnout and how it affects everybody and maybe even some of the signs and symptoms to look out for and then what to do about it. What can you do about burnout if you recognize that you are someone who's going through it? So the Mayo Clinic defines burnout as a state of physical or emotional exhaustion that also involves a sense of reduced accomplishment and loss of personal identity. So in other words, it's an emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual debilitation caused by chronic stress and excessive sacrifices. Now notice how I said spiritual. So a lot of people think of burnout as just something that's physical, like you get physically tired. But when we're talking about true burnout, it exhausts you on more than just the physical level. It's emotional, spiritual, physical, mental, the whole nine yards. And I really like the word spiritual because I think when we're talking about things that align with our purpose, that really is on our spiritual side, what is meant for us. Because a lot of times our motivation will correlate with what our purpose is. We tend to be more motivated when it's something that we want to do, when it's something that aligns with our highest good. And a lot of our motivation can come from either intrinsic motivation or extrinsic. So if it's intrinsic, it's something that you want to do. You are more likely to follow through. You are more likely to get energy from doing it as opposed to when it's external circumstances, like I have to go to work because I have to pay the bills. You're not gonna be as motivated to do it. So burnout can affect anyone at any time in your life. So it's not just limited to somebody who's over the age of 50 or someone who lives in a certain area, although I do not want to take out those types of person and environment because that can 100% affect the outcomes of burnout, but it literally can affect anybody. But there's a recent study that I want to touch base on. It's shown that the average professional experiences burnout by the age of 32. 
32. And that to me was mind blowing because that's our prime. That's the ages where we should be able to do everything and anything, at least we feel like we can. There's a research study from Winona State University, and it's found five distinct stages of burnout. So these stages are called the honeymoon stage, the balancing act, chronic symptoms, the crisis stage, and the enmeshment stage. So I want to talk about this because I I was looking through this study and I found it really interesting. And the first stage that we talk about is the honeymoon stage. So the honeymoon stage, we've heard this term before, same thing with relationships when we're talking about the honeymoon phase, where it's the beginning, you have motivation, it's in the early weeks or the early stages of your job. So let's just say you're a new graduate, you get a brand new job, you're motivated during this stage, you're fresh in the game, you're excited, you're ready to take on anything, you have ideas, you want to change the world. And Even though that work might be demanding, at this point, you have a lot of energy, you have the ambition, and that helps you push through. And the irony here is that when you're new, you want to show that you're going to do a good job. You kind of have to prove yourself to the other people that are around you, your supervisor, your coworkers. You want to prove that you're part of the team. You want to prove that you have good work ethic. So you're almost setting the stage for burnout to happen because you're generally going to work harder than what maybe what you typically would. And of course, everybody's different. I don't want to assume. But usually in the beginning, it's when you're going to do the most work. Oh, yeah, I can work that overtime or I can pick up this extra shift. I can do this extra project. No problem. Whereas maybe later on in the game, you wouldn't be as motivated to do so. Now, at this point, if you can recognize some of the coping mechanisms that you need to positively adapt, you can remain in this stage indefinitely. Now, the second stage of burnout and where you need to recognize where burnout might be a problem or starting to show its face is called the balancing act or the onset of stress. So this is the stage where you survived the early stages of your job. You're avoiding any hiccups. You're avoiding any issues. However, your energy is starting to wane and you're beginning to notice some of the aspects of the job that you don't like. Maybe you're starting to notice some people that you don't like. Maybe you're starting to notice some of the tasks that are not meant for you or that are not your strengths. And although you might be more competent, you might start to understand your job. You are starting to understand what the tasks involved. Some days might be more stressful than the others and you might cope variably. So some of the signs that you want to look out for in this stage is job dissatisfaction. Maybe you're starting to avoid certain tasks or maybe you're starting to avoid going to work. You might have more call out days. You might have more days where you're leaving early. You might start to notice that you have more fatigue. So this is not only mental, but also physical. So fatigue is not just something that when you feel tired, but maybe you're mentally exhausted as well. In this stage, you can start to notice sleep disturbances. Maybe you're oversleeping or maybe you're waking up in the middle of the night thinking about work or thinking about the things that you need to do or even thinking about the things that you're trying to avoid. You might have escapist activities such as eating, drinking, smoking, zoning out. These are all very unhealthy coping mechanisms. We all have them. Don't get me wrong. We're all human. We all have ways that we cope. But if you start to notice that you're using these mechanisms of coping more frequently, especially daily, that's when you need to pay attention. And you might be neglecting some of your personal needs to stay on top of things, further exacerbating the existing symptoms. 
The third stage of burnout is chronic symptoms and stress. So this is where we're getting into the nitty gritty of burnout and it's starting to become a chronic issue. It's a little similar to the last stage, but this is more intense. So any of your energy and enthusiasm for the job you originally had was gone. So all of that motivation, all of that energy that you had when you first had the job, it's completely gone. You have an empty tank. This is when you are sitting in the car and you're like, God damn, I got to go into this fucking job again. When you're in that mindset, you might be in this stage and you might find yourself in a complete state of denial. So maybe you're not acknowledging the fact that you're overworked. Maybe you're blaming others for your current predicament. You may even physically be getting sick, especially if you have autoimmune issues or any type of autoimmune diseases. So I know for me, when I recognized my burnout and when I really knew that there was a problem, I have lupus. And on top of that, I have some other autoimmune issues. And any time that I get to the point where I'm really experiencing stress or burnout, I always notice I go into a lupus flare. So you may find that your body is reacting to the stress or having autoimmune issues, skin issues, chronic fatigue, not to mention depression anger, you might notice that you're starting to have mood disturbances. I know for me, when I got to the point where I really knew something was wrong, I was just going to work and literally having the most difficult time getting through just the daily tasks. Even getting up for work was difficult. And I didn't know why, because I'm not a lazy person. I'm extremely driven and I'm extremely ambitious, but I have to have that intrinsic motivation in order to be really driven. So I found myself just having the most difficult time even getting up to go to work, even though I know I got to pay my bills. And I know this is something I went to college for seven and a half years for. And I just didn't know what was wrong with me. I'm thinking, am I going through depression? Am I going through mood swings? Is it my hormones? Maybe I'm just having an autoimmune flare up. But in reality, I was experiencing burnout. I just didn't know what it was. And even then, I still don't think I quite accepted it because I just, I'm like, I'm too young for this. I can juggle everything. And even then, I still have, even now, I should say, I still have a difficult time slowing down. So I don't know what stage I'm in right now, but I'm starting to recognize that I am going through burnout and I am susceptible to burnout, even though I'm 35. I'm going through it as we speak, and I'm trying to find ways to cope and ways to slow down so that I do not get into the fourth and fifth final stages. So the fourth stage of burnout is called the crisis stage. So individuals who are in this stage, they run themselves into the ground. They tend to hit a breaking point. This is kind of where the end all is like, I can't take it anymore. I can't continue to do this. I cannot emotionally deal with the stress. And this is where the breakdown starts to happen. Physical symptoms of stress become especially apparent during this stage. So you might even start to notice that you look different. You look more tired. Your skin is stressed. You feel stressed. You may become detached from your life and lose a sense of control, almost like you just can't balance your energy. Your energy is probably feeling all over the place. You feel unbalanced. You just can't put your finger on it, but you know that there's something that's off. You might feel jaded towards the work that makes you feel anxious. Like I know for me, I had almost a sense of, I wouldn't call it anger, but I just felt jaded at my job. I didn't even want to go into work. I just was trying to avoid everything that had to do it because it made me feel empty and anxious. 
And then that manifested anxiety and manifested depression in my life. So during this stage, you might be even more at risk for mental health breakdowns or a major crisis, especially if there was already an existing mental health disorder or a history of mental health within your past. If you get to this stage in burnout, 100%, it's good to seek professional help, especially if you're having issues with mental health. But I think for me, this is when I got to a point that I started to second guess, do I want to continue within this profession? And I can say that I'm at the point now where I am trying to make my exit because I know that I cannot continue to do this for another 10, 15, 20 years. It's just not meant for me. I cannot wake up every single morning and dread going to work. I cannot wake up every single morning and not have a passion for what I do. What I'm doing right now, talking to you all on this podcast, doing my readings, working with my clients individually, doing my individual therapy, that is what I have a passion in. And that's what I'm trying to focus on. Because when you get to this point in burnout, you cannot sustain this lifestyle. You cannot sustain what you're doing both physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Now, the fifth and final stage of burnout is called enmeshment or habitual burnout. At this point, burnout symptoms are so embedded in a person's life that they don't even fully realize it. And although most people either drop out of their job by now or make a radical change during the crisis stage, which is the stage that we just spoke about, professionals who cease to do so are at risk of developing severe chronic long-term physical and mental illnesses. And a lot of young working professionals can be thought of as incredibly hard workers, perhaps even esteemed working professionals, but in actuality, they're likely very unhappy because a lot of them, even me, felt very trapped in the job that I was in. It's like a constant cycle of burnout 24-7. So what can you do to avoid burnout? Well, of course, I always encourage my clients, I always encourage all of you listening that if you are to the point where this is taking on an extreme emotional and physical stress on you to seek psychological help, whether that's in therapy or at least going to somebody who is close to you that can help you get through some of the emotional stress. But being able to spot the signs of burnout in yourself and others before it progresses, that's the crucial part. So that's why we're talking about these stages, because if you can recognize what stage of burnout that you're in, the goal is to prevent it from going to the next stage. The further you find yourself down that burnout spiral, the more challenging it's going to be to claw your way out. So if you're already in stage five, you're in the final stage of burnout, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get out of that stage unless you just leave that job or you leave whatever those circumstances that are burning you out altogether. But if you're personally experiencing burnout, reach out to someone because although it can be and feel very isolating, it's very common in young individuals. Again, I had no idea that the common age for burnout was 32. So reach out to a friend, reach out to a colleague. Chances are you might know somebody who has gone through something similar. And I hope that at least by listening to this podcast, if you recognize that you're going through some of these symptoms to burnout, I encourage you and urge you to reach out to someone because you might find that someone understands exactly what you're going through. And although you can't control all the stressors in your life, we're human, we go through stress, you can control how you deal with them. 
And this is why having some solid coping mechanisms in place is necessary. So again, the first step is just recognizing what stage you're in. And then how can I get my way out of this? What can I do to cope? How am I coping now? You may think that your needs are met when you have a roof over your head, food on the table, and a group of friends, right? If we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, our basic needs are food, shelter, safety. Once we have those needs met, it goes up the hierarchy. And these are not all the human needs, though. You have a soul. You have your true self. That has a different set of needs. And those revolve around fulfilling your purpose, doing something that gives your life meaning. And remember, we talked about intrinsic motivation. When you are intrinsically motivated to do something, you're doing it because you have a passion to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it, because you find pleasure in doing it. You find fun in doing it, as opposed to extrinsic motivation is when you have to do it for external reasons. For example, needing to go to a job in order to pay your bills, having to do something because it's a task that needs to be done, because if it's not done, X, Y, or Z will happen. You're not doing it because you enjoy doing it. And I know for me, I have to be intrinsically motivated in order to be ambitious, in order to put my all into it. When I have something I'm doing because of extrinsic motivational factors, it increases the likelihood for burnout. So it's extremely important that you recognize burnout, but even more so that you try to figure out what is your purpose, what intrinsically motivates you. And if you can find something that makes money off of your intrinsic motivations, you are setting yourself up to succeed. So if you find that you are in one of these stages of burnout, I want you to first acknowledge that you're in burnout. That's the first step. Second, I want you to talk to your boss or talk to the people around you that's contributing to the burnout just to have a conversation and have a plan in place. Third, I want you to see if you can take some time off, take some time off from work, take some time off or whatever the situation that's causing some of the burnout. Because the only way to properly recover is to detach yourself from the work environment or whatever the situation is that's causing the burnout to begin with, whether it's a vacation or just taking time to yourself. The next thing I want you to do is to start your day off with daily gratitude, focusing on the things that you do have rather than the things you don't, because your thoughts are extremely powerful. Our thoughts control our behaviors and our thoughts have frequencies that we put into the universe that we attract back. So every day, I want you to start a gratitude journal. And first thing you do before you check your phone, I want you to wake up, open your gratitude journal, and I want you to write down at least three things that you're grateful for right there in the moment. What are you grateful for today? It can be anything. It can be waking up. It can be the sleep that you had. It can be the clothes on your back. It can be the roof over your head. Just write down three things that you are grateful for to start out your day. The next thing I want you to do is to know your limits. And that goes hand in hand with having boundaries. So ask yourself, am I overexerting myself at work? Am I overexerting myself in these other areas in my life? Get really honest with yourself. Start learning how to say no to others. Having good boundaries and being selfish is the best gift you can give to others and yourself. Because when you are burnt out, it 
can be very difficult to make decisions largely to do what's happening in your brain. The amygdala, this is the part of the brain that's responsible for decision-making, has an increase in gray and white matter when it's battling burnout, depression, and anxiety. And the increases in this matter, it clouds your ability to make decisions. So even decision-making can be very difficult when you're in these phases. So you have to learn to give yourself a break, knowing your limits and having good boundaries with others, especially when you have to make a decision that's important to you or others in your life. Next, I want you to get organized, whether that's organizing your desk, organizing your office space, organizing your home, go space by space, room by room, and go through what you do and you do not need and get organized. It might seem counterintuitive because it might seem like a lot of extra work that is then adding stress to your life. But in the long run, it's going to help you because when you have an organized space, your frequency is going to raise. Your space is a direct reflection of you. And I can guarantee you that the minute that your space is organized, you will feel better. And instead of going into a room and looking at this daunting task of having to rearrange your closet, I find it better to dedicate one hour to say, okay, today I am going to dedicate from 4 to 5 p.m. to completely reorganizing this space. And whatever I get done in that hour is what I get done. And whatever I don't get done, I'll come back to when I dedicate another hour to organize the space. So when you do it like that, you might find that you are able to look at the task with less stress and focus more as opposed to coming into a room and saying, oh my God, I have to organize this whole space. When am I gonna get it done? This is so stressful. Just do it in small time increments instead of looking at the entire project as a project. It's also really important that you're taking time to take breaks. Breaks are extremely important. I'm gonna be honest with you. You can be the best worker. You can be somebody who doesn't take any breaks and you're known for your hard work. But if you're experiencing burnout, let me tell you something. The company that you work for, the reality is if you died tomorrow, your position would be filled. So you need to take some time for yourself, recharge, take your breaks, leave the area that you work at, leave to take a lunch. Make sure that you're taking time to recharge, go outside, go for a walk, whatever it is that you need to do in order to take a break make sure you do it. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks about you. You do what you need to do in order to recharge your energy and in order to rest your mental, your physical, and your soul. I know this is something that I'm going to continue to work on and I'm going to continue to find things that intrinsically motivate me so that I can find my purpose. And that is exactly what I'm doing with this podcast I'm so happy to be on this journey with all of you. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you are subscribed, whether it's Apple, iTunes, or on Spotify. Make sure that you rate. You can follow me on Instagram at Therapeutic Healing by Reese, YouTube Therapeutic Healing by Reese, and Facebook Therapeutic Healing by Reese. Thank you so much and see you next time on Diary of an Empath.